Drunk Sports, I'm Matt Sherry. Wes Strange. Alright, today uh, we got a full, pack full show. Um, sorry we didn't get out to you Friday, but uh, Wes had some, had to be a good friend for once, so he had to go down back home. Um, but, so we, we'll have a packed show today, and then we'll have a packed show on Friday again for you, hopefully. Is that good, Wes? You don't have anything to do on Friday, right? No, I'm open. Okay. So, uh, we'll start, um... Sterling's the big news, but we'll get to him eventually. We'll talk about just the gen- generic playoffs right now. And we'll start with uh, the Bulls being bad. Right now they're actually tied at half of game six. Um, they cannot score. <laughs> no, that's... And the thing is, um, it's not even that they can't play deep. Nene is destroying them. Nene... They're destroying them offensively. He looks like a top five player against the Bulls. <laughs> he really does. He... If if you showed somebody just this series and said, who's the defensive player of the year, you wouldn't point to anyone in the series at all. You would last pick Noah, who's getting abused on the offensive end by Nene. Right. I think everyone thought, everyone knew the Bulls was going to struggle offensively, but mm-hmm. the fact that the Wizards are just owning them on the offensive end is right. it's kind of weird. Yeah. And we had that over-under bet for 95 uh, points, and the Bulls are right under that right now, 94. So, like, before the series, if you told me they were averaging 94 points a game, I'd, I'd feel pretty good That's about good. the series. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked at their field goal percentages in general. I know they're not shooting well from three besides that one Dunleavy game. but um, So they could be shooting poorly and they're just getting... Because Washington has been pushing the pace a little more. Right. So it could just be a, a game pace. Yeah, they haven't been able to control their, the speed of the game. Well, they're not stopping the ball ever. Right. And... They're missing a lot, so when they miss a lot, and the other team can get down the court, they they're really. So they're I, really I can tell you, their the two highest scorers are Taj and uh, Augustine for the series. Mm-hmm. Nobody's scoring over twenty points a game. Yep. And Augustine is shooting. Which that would be fine if Carlos Boozer could do anything with the basketball. Oh, he's awful. He he has been. He is not helping his case not to be amnestied. Does he? He has one year left on his contract, right? Yeah, so it's gonna. Reinsdorf has to eat it. Yeah, he he's can gonna be have to. You have to, mm-hmm. or else you're gonna be worthless next year. Yep. Now, do you think? And this is looking towards the future. Could the Bulls package their? I think it's like fourteen, nineteen, or fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen, or something like that. Um, their the Bobcats pick, and their pick to move up into the lottery at all, or do you think people are gonna want to stay in the lottery? I don't know. I don't and know. Is, there, is it worth it to move five spots up to ten instead of getting two guys in the teens in this draft? Yeah, the draft is it's like a shot in the dark. You never know how those guys are going to play out. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it's worth giving up picks to move up or not. I mean, it really depends. Can you get a shooting guard or not? Can I think like Harden. Harden was probably drafted around like the fifteen range. No, no, he was like eight. I don't think he was that late. Okay, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 rose up late because he had a big Pac-12 tournament or Pac-10. I don't know what it was then. But he he played for the Arizona State. Arizona State, yeah. And then he had a he had a good tournament game on his own. Like he won the his uh, tournament MVP and like scoring like twenty six points a game or something. So maybe it was Westbrook. Of One of them was Westbrook was like a pretty low. Okay, but they're they're all three were lottery still picks. higher. Yeah. Um, so basically, they need a shooting guard. I, I'm not worried about that much else. If they can 
they can get a shooting guard with one of those two picks or move up to get a shooting guard they really like and have Muradic come in, have Taj start and Muradic can slowly come in. Yeah, I think no matter what they do with the picks, they're going to have to amnesty Boozer uh-huh. because they got a small window here. They need to get shit going. Yeah, like, I have to check as fast as what, possible. When, Ka- when Taj's contract is up because he's getting only like eight and a half or million a year or something like that. And people are like, oh, that's a terrible contract and like blame them for not re-signing Ashik. But if anyone says that they'd rather have a Sheik than Taj Gibson right now, they're they're on drugs. Yeah, no, Taj is great. Yeah. He's been awesome for the Bulls. Like, I know Bill Simmons was a big detractor of choosing Taj over a Sheik because he's like, you could find a Taj anywhere. He's like, no, not really. He's like, he's an elite defender at a power forward position, and he can hit that 18-footer every time out. He's developed some post moves. And he brings a ton of energy. Yeah. And, you know, he's like the only guy on the – the Bulls who really has like uh, poster slams. So you guys, uh, so Taj is wrapped up through 2016. So he's good. So it's really, so the best part is you can MAC Boozer. Taj can start. You have to bring over Mirage, which is going to be over the mid level exemption. Um, the other issue is because Noah won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, have they released first team NBA? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't think so. I have to double check. So if he makes first team double and uh, all NBA, he gets a, a half a mil bonus, and that puts the Bulls over the cap. And oh. Then, <laughs> and so then they get hit with the luxury tax. So if they were under it, they wouldn't get that repeater bonus that they're going to get this year, and get crushed. So like all the all dumping day salary and all that doesn't work out. Um, so that's a big bummer, but I've been really impressed by the Wiz, uh, this series. Nene's played like a top five center, probably top 10 player in the NBA like that, that well. Yeah. Nene's had a great series. They've Uh been lighting it up from the three point line. Yeah. Ariza cannot miss all series. He's playing, playing well. He's playing like he did with the, the Lakers and. So back I made day. this argument way back when, and no one's going to believe me, that the Lakers were dumb for letting Ariza go and then signing Ron Artest to about the same amount of money. And they're like, no, Artest is better. He's a better defender. I was like, hey, he's old. Ariza is a good defender. It's not like you're upgrading from, like, Boozer to Taj Gibson here. You're, you're getting, probably getting a half incremental better. Plus, Artest was slowing down already at that yeah, point. Artest cover was, less yeah, Artest was on his decline for sure. Yeah, like he can cover smaller power forwards he, he at that point. a ton of baggage and with And shooting him. guards, but he can't move over to point guards at that point in his career like Ariza can do. Yeah, I would have kept Ariza. Yeah. And they're like, well, Ariza's like, terrible offensively. He could make the corner three. That's all you need out of that position on the Absolutely. Lakers team. He's like Robert Horry. So, uh, he had a couple bad years, but I think, I think uh, he's going to be great for Washington this the rest of the playoffs and next year. So that should be fun. Uh, anything else to say about the series? Nope. I'd like to see the Bulls get back into it by winning tonight. At least make it interesting. Yep. Uh, I would like to Because the thing is, if they win this series, it'll be a fun Bulls Heat series. And we'll talk about the Wizards Heat likely series in the East uh, going forward. Alright, um, so we'll talk about why the Wizards are going to probably make the conference finals. Because the Pacers are terrible. They make <laughs> the Bulls look like they can 
the Bulls look like the Wizards offense. God, I don't know what happened to the Pacers. This is an epic collapse of the team. Like, I just shared with you earlier the lowest PER in the playoffs of all time belongs to Roy Hibbert currently. Point eight <laughs> PER. Wow. The, I could get a point eight. I, the thing is, like, I can go in, not shoot anything, and just rebound the basketball, and you get a, higher than a point eight. So for the series versus the Hawks, mm-hmm. Hibbert and Mahinmi are the combined centers. They're averaging six points and six rebounds. And about 38 minutes a game. That's fucking awful. So if you're the Pacers, why don't you just go David West at center and then just small ball it? Really? You're not losing anything. The Hawks aren't going to want to go inside. Yeah, the Hawks are just doing all the damage from David outside, West can, so. can cover Paul Millsap in the post. I don't know what they're doing. But they, they need to... F- I know <laughs> I know it's not it's not what they do or whatever bullshit, but it doesn't matter. Well, it's everyone, the only person playing well is... Paul George. Yes. He's averaging 22. Did you see that video of the fan yelling at him? No. Uh, so so he he goes down uh, trying to dribble to the baseline, and he basically picks up the ball and stutter steps all over the place and gets called for a travel. And the guy's like, stop complaining! <laughs> Why don't you stop traveling and play like an all-star? Stop being an asshole! Oh my god! <laughs> this is at home, by the way. This is at Indiana, and I, this is last game. And I'm like, so the only guy playing him. well. He's got like 25, <laughs> 10, 5, 5, and five overall yeah. in the game. But he's doing his job. Mm-hmm. He's not quite the all star that everyone thought he was. Or well, he is an all star, but he's not. He's not a superstar. He's not LeBron James like everyone thought he was. But uh, he's still playing well. He's playing well, and as a team, though, they're averaging ninety-one point six points per game. Who I've heard the argument, oh well, he's just being selfish and getting his points and selling his rebounds. Like somebody's got to get the fucking rebounds and points on that team. Nobody else is. Yeah, this, that would have been a sweep. <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. If he wasn't playing, it would have been a sweep for the series. And I'm totally against that fan because that even if. I don't even yell that at Boozer. I yell that from my couch like, fucking do something, Boozer. But I wouldn't be at the game being like, Boozer, you're an asshole. I can't say I want to do that. Because last year... <laughs> at I went, your own team? Last year I went to a Cardinals-San Diego Well, Pete Padres Cosmo game. doesn't count. And, uh, no, it was uh, Beltron. Beltron was in the outfield, and instead of sliding for a fly ball, I just let it bounce, and I gave him shit the rest of the game. And He's a very brutal man. Beltron! Show some fucking effort! He's Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. But I was drunk, though. I had had, like, 15 beers, so... Well, I don't think this guy yelling at Paul George was probably especially sober. Yeah, so he probably did the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely did the right thing, absolutely. Earn your paycheck! Yes, I only yell at opposing players. I was pretty much blackout drunk in the bleachers at a Cubs-Sox game. And I was yelling at (laughs) Dwayne Wise... He was a defensive substitution in the eighth inning or something, and I yelled at him for two straight innings. There you go. There were children around, and I was swearing heavily, apparently. This is before, you know, every phone could take video. Go Peacocks. Go Peacocks! So, anyways, uh, we'll move on. The Pacers are terrible. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Hawks, because the Hawks have played well. Oh, my favorite uh, quote of the series, and... This is why Frank Vogel should be fired, but I don't think he's going to be. He said, there's no answer for Kyle Korver. (laughs) (laughs) 
What do you mean there's no answer? There's no answer for Kyle Korver? This isn't a dynamic guy. He comes around the picks and, and shoots a tray. He's clearly only a spot-up shooter. Right. He's, he is shooting There's like no answer for 50, Kyle Korver. Are shooting. you kidding me? <laughs> you have Lance Stevenson and Paul George. <laughs> there's no answer for Just can't for stop Kyle him. Gar- can't stop him. Switch on every uh, on every pick and roll. I can Maybe gar- if you didn't have Roy Hibbert in there who can't do anything on picks, you would be able to do something. I can guarantee you Korver is going to have that quote mounted in like the walkway of like his front door to his house. <laughs> Frank Vogel, <laughs> defensive genius coach. There's no answer. There's no answer for Kyle Korver. <laughs> I kind of want to, you know, wow. learn some knitting just so I can make him a, a rug or something to send to Kyle Korver. There's no answer for Kyle Korver. He should be fired quote, if he said Frank that. Frank Vogel. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I think it shows how not a good coach he is. He he obviously has good schemes. I think he's a very good scheme guy, but he cannot handle personalities if these guys are falling apart the way they right, are. Right, right. If this was Doc Rivers or Phil Jackson, they're fine. He's no Eric Spolstra. I mean, he's no Eric Spolstra for sure. <laughs> for sure. But I mean, yeah, exactly. This is why people, people need to shut up when coaches with good teams do well. Like, no, it's difficult. You can't just do it. Yeah, you got to be able to control the egos. Like, can you imagine if. Um, Pop was the coach of of this Pacers team. Oh God, dude! This is what Pop did last night to his All Star. Mm-hmm. So Tony Parker last night was three for nine. He was struggling pretty bad, and Pop. It was at the end of the timeout. And Pop goes, "Tony, you're on fire. You're on fire out there, Tony." Like just being a complete smartass. That's a coach right there. <laughs> That's a coach. That's what my co- I want my coach. To be. Tony, you're on fire. But he apparently he's always done that. Like even when Tony was like a rookie, like he would be like, "Tony, that was the worst pass I've ever seen anyone in the NBA make." Like he would, he's always like that to Tony. So I'm Tony. guessing he just knows his personality and says he needs Tony to be like, he's got to pissed off. Give him a couple jabs and then yeah. he'll. And then yeah, he did actually. He played better after that. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to um, R. C. Buford, the GM. He was on the Low Post. And he was talking about, after seeing the view cameras and seeing how much like point guards run and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they started stop ragging on Tony Parker for not trying so hard in practice. It was like, when I saw he ran three times the distance as Tim Duncan in the game before, <laughs> I realized maybe I should stop yelling at him for dogging it a little in a, in a walkthrough. Right, yeah. Who gives a shit about a walkthrough? Yeah, like as he's as working he... hard on the court. As long as he performs, yeah. game time, who cares? All right, yeah. So the Hawks are interesting. They're fun with that, with Ant Hitchin, because he could throw, make that three. Um, the weird thing, did you see the Hawks' final play? I think it was game five. They tried to get Corver the ball. They're down two or whatever. They tried to get Corver the ball for three. Couldn't get it open. So I guess there is an answer for Kyle Corver, Frank Vogel. There know. should be an answer. And Corver... And so they gave it to the screener, Antich or whatever, and he threw up a bad three. But Antich, I do like. Uh, he's got a. That's a big. Women he's love a, him. He's got a fan base of women. I saw there were some Instagram photos of women with their tops off, with uh, his name on their tits. What is he joking? No, squeezed <laughs> together. <laughs> I don't know. He's got, that's the only thing good about the Hawks, though, is that little Instagram fan page. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, apparently Atlanta's the best strip club city in the nation. Oh. According to one and only Jalen Rose. Yep. Champagne and campaign. Champagne and campaign. I do, we, got, we can't forget, they are a 31-win team. Yes. So, they're really not that good. Pacers are just no. that bad right now. Yes. Absolutely. And the Pacers probably will win. They're, they're up 3-2 right now. Or no, 3-2. No, the Hawks are up, yeah. You know what? The Hawks are going to win this I think year. the series is over. Hawks are going to win. There's no way the Pacers... I like, I like that Atlanta fan base for their basketball team. It's not the Braves fans who like don't show up to any games for whatever reason, like... I mean, I give shit to Cardinals fans because they're always like, we're the best fans in baseball. We are. Unstoppable. We're the smartest. We're the best. It's like you're from St. Louis. Back off. We go all Popovich on our own players. (laughs) Um, But, like, Atlanta fans, like, you guys made the playoffs for, like, 20 straight years and you stopped showing up to playoff games. What's wrong with you? Bored. Oh, wake me when we get to the World Series, bro. So boring. (laughs) Yeah, that's terrible. So, we'll move on. Uh, we'll talk about the Nets-Raptors series. Uh, what do you feel? You got any strong feelings on this uh, series? Well, this the, has been my least entertaining series to watch besides Bulls-Wiz. Well, so, I like it started out hot. Yeah. So, game one, pregame, uh-huh. there were like, the whole city of Toronto was outside the stadium. Right. Like they'd already won the thing. Yep. And the GM for Toronto, can't pronounce his name, but... He said, uh, "He said, fuck Brooklyn in like his pregame speech.' Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn! I was, like, I was like, hell yeah, this is gonna be a great series. And then it just turned out to be pretty boring. The they lost game like, one. Toronto's just trying to work really hard, and they like respect the the KG and Pierce and Joe Johnson. There's like no heat there. They're like not getting in their grill. They're just playing basketball, which I guess is great from a sports." Sportsmanship angle, but that's not fun basketball to watch. No, it's not. Especially it's, when Brooklyn is as hard to watch as Chicago on the offensive. Brooklyn's end. a better team, but they they can only hold it together like one out of every two games. So they won <laughs> game one. After winning game one, you thought the series was over. Like, all right, Brooklyn's going to control this, and then they lose game two. Then Brooklyn wins game three. They give up the last game. Yep. Their playoff experience obviously means nothing because they lost that last game in the last couple minutes yep i don't think whoever wins has to play the heat and neither team stands a chance i mean as as a lebron fan you probably want toronto to win right sure because you know paul pierce and kg are going to take a couple shots at lebron and get him off his game not even not not even that just like you don't want to see them in a because no you'd rather i don't want to see them in a close game right yeah i don't want to see them play It'll go six games probably to play the Nets. It right. could be a sweep in Toronto. I don't think it'll be a sweep. I think they'll be excited for one game. The Heat like are playing pretty good, I think. Yeah, but they're also playing the Bobcats. It's true, but <laughs> when they needed to, they turned it on and they they pulled away from the Bobcats. All right, let's move on because we're both kind of bored with Brooklyn. Toronto. Yeah, uh, we'll sweep. talk about the Heat sweep. Woo. Um, how do you feel about LeBron, your boy, staring down your other boy? MJ while oh, dunking. I love it. That's just a weird thing to do. I don't really understand it. I don't know what he's trying to do. Is that like an alpha dog move? I'm better than you, 55-year-old Michael Jordan? Uh, I think he's saying uh, you better recognize that I'm coming for your, for your throne, MJ. And he's like, hey, He'll never why, get it, but... you know why you can't wear 23 in Miami, LeBron? Pat Riley retired my number. I didn't even play for him. 
Well, you know, MJ, MJ doesn't re- every, every chance MJ gets, he tries to put down LeBron and all of his accomplishments because he's playing in a weaker league. Well, and so other, LeBron's just saying, hey, he old man. He wants to say that because he thinks he's the, no matter what, LeBron, LeBron can win 25 championships and 20 MVPs and be like, yeah, but I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> that basically is the response. It wouldn't be anything else. It would just be like, yeah, but I'm better. And I'm going to play him one-on-one when I'm 80 and he's 60 to even the playing field. He's he's basically, he's followed all the footsteps of Jordan, it seems like. Yep. He's he switched teams. He, he went out. Well, I'll tell you about like, <laughs> it took him a few, he struggled. He went yes. through, Jordan went through a lot of punishment yep. before he got that first ring. So did LeBron. He did have to switch teams, but that's you because. You know what Jordan did when he saw the, the McRoberts foul of LeBron that he got suspended a game for. Uh, what? What? <laughs> I got that twice a game when I played the Pistons in the playoffs. It's true. Rules are rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, he went through his throat. I was like, I think he just kind of went out like there and he hit him in the throat. I don't think he was. LeBron's so dramatic. It's hard Ooh. to watch him sometimes when he's he gets going from the family. <laughs> when, he got, when he got kneed in the quad the other night. And he hobbled for like three quarters. Charlie Horse, Charlie Horse. That's something I did when I was ten years old. Ten years old, playing, playing on a Nerf hoop versus my brother. Oh come on, I can't play now. You're Charlie Horse. Man. I wish he would stop doing that stuff, but he's not gonna. You can't. Uh, no, he's, milking he's, the he's obviously not gonna do that. But yeah. you can't deny his greatness. He he just controls the game and yeah. he owns the game. Basically, I can deny his personality. He's annoying. He's kind of a little. Puss. He's annoying. Great guy though. Gonna win a third ring. He's much better guy than Jordan is. And I don't understand. Like, like if you watch the TNT crew after the game, they're saying that they're not as good as last year. But the role players aren't as good as last year. But Dwayne Wade is much more healthy. I don't think. I don't think it matters. I don't think anybody is as good as they were last year. Well, I'm just saying, like Wade's a lot healthier. You can tell in his game; he's not hobbling around. Like Mm -hmm. if he stays healthy, who cares about Ray Allen? Because if you Mike, got Wade and LeBron Miller? going back and forth, because where's Mike Miller? Dude, Miller, I love Miller. <laughs> I get a sweet spot in my heart for Miller. Oh, Dookie, come on, gonna make that layup. Sorry, I'm gonna be yelling about the Bulls throughout this podcast because I'll be angry. Um. So yeah, um, I don't think the Heat are as good as last year, but I think the Spurs are showing they're not as good as they were last year. They're not. Hitting on all cylinders. The Thunder are definitely showing they're not as good as last year. Well, not last year because Westbrook was hurt. But Right. They weren't as good as the Spurs were last year. And no one in the East is as good as the Pacers were last year. No. That's for sure. So do you, could you see the Heat sweeping through the Eastern Conference now? Because before the playoffs, you're like, no, they'll lose the game. Yeah, I think it's a possibility they could sweep through the whole Eastern Conference. Is that a I'm sure they won't. It's could a possibility. Sweep, could they sweep the playoffs? No. Not a chance. Western Conference is solid. The Western Conference is a lot more equal than I think people thought, though, mm-hmm. going in. I think I think the only team they really need to be worried about losing to is the Grizzlies. But we can get to that later. Okay. Just because that's two big men type thing. Yeah, I don't think they're that worried about it. <laughs> All right. So um, we'll talk a little bit of Wizards Heat because the Wizards are playing the best of the top half of that 
that thing right now. They're going to beat the Bulls. Right now they're up eight in the third quarter. So if the Bulls come back, that's well, fine. It doesn't matter. It, even if this goes to seven, I think the Wizards win it. Yeah, they're not going to lose three in a row. Yeah, so. But the thing is, so if they lose this and then lose at home, then it's then they they lost three or they lost two in a row. Oh, if it goes seven, they might lose the series. Well, that's three in a row, though. But I don't think they'll lose three in a row. I don't think yeah. they'll. I don't think they'll lose the next game if they lose this one. No. You think Barry, Barry Obama's going to be there uh, game six if it, if the Bulls can extend it? Oh yeah. Watch his watch his home team get bounced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will. So, how do you uh, how do you like the Heat matchup versus the Wiz? Because that's a, the same thing as the Grizzlies. They have the two big men. They got Ariza to cover LeBron. Not the greatest matchup, but but at least got to slow him down. Well, I, I think they the have Wizards... a fast point guard, so that LeBron or or Dwayne Dwayne is going to have to play defense. As long as the big three are healthy, the Wizards have no shot of winning the series. Do you think they have a shot of winning a couple? They can win a couple. They're good enough from the perimeter that the Heat give up some big time threes sometimes. So, especially from the corner, if the Heat get if they get it's lazy. So surprising the Heat give up so many corner threes. And you got Chalmers, who he's just an airhead sometimes. So he'll take a whole game off. And mm-hmm. He's like Starling Castro for the Cubs. You have to like <laughs> he's not a winner. Is that what you're saying? You got to really keep his focus on the game. You gotta take like seven timeouts in a row just to get Chalmers to focus. Well, I can see John Wall having a huge series versus the Heat. Unless unless they put Wade or LeBron on him. Well, Chalmers is a pretty good defender. He's a he's, okay. he's an underrated defender. Especially he, when the He's a Rajon I'll go for Steels guy. I don't think he's a good defender. He's good. For the NBA, he's good. Wall's bigger than him though. Like he's gonna bully him. Well Wall he'll win that matchup. Without yeah. a doubt, but Chalmers can slow him down. I don't, know. I don't think it's it's not even worth talking about. You think Heat in six? Heat in five or six? I did Heat in six. Just because I think the Wizards would have like a crazy offensive rebounding advantage. I don't know. Nene show like Nene is probably a good cover for Bosch. He's shown he can go outside. Dude, Bostrich will light his ass up. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to the Western Conference. We'll talk about the amazing Dallas Mavericks somehow tied with the Spurs, even though the Dirk Diggler is having a pretty awful series. <laughs> <laughs> so the best player for the Mavericks is not playing well, and the Mavericks are tied. That series has been hard to watch. Like both teams are struggling from the field, it's it's awful. So what do we do? Do we call this Rick Carlisle out coaching Popovich? I don't know if it's the out coaching. I think it's just the players are. I mean, Pop, he does his thing, but the players just are not performing right now. Like the best, if if you watch yesterday's game, mm-hmm. game was it game four? Dwan Blair was the best player on the floor yes. yesterday. Mm-hmm. He went on a terror there in the third quarter or fourth quarter. He had like he had like a double double in like twelve minutes. If he wouldn't uh, went all insane and, and kicked that guy in the head, splitter, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
You can't do that now? If he would have done that, the, the Mavs would have won the game. They would have won mm-hmm. 3-1 in the series. Yep. But instead, he fucking gets off Psycho and kicks Splitter in the head. I would say Carlisle's not win- winning some sort of battle because there's not really like one player from the Mavericks who's really going off. And it's not really they're yeah. shutting anyone super down on San Antonio. They're both either. playing bad. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's an out-coaching. I think it's an execution issue, which is weird to say for the Spurs, though, because how beautiful was their basketball last year in the Western Conference playoffs? Yeah, they cruised through the playoffs last year. Yeah. They cruised through the whole regular season, and then now they can't even run a play. Yep. So, Patty Mills, though, that little fat ass. <laughs> that little fat ass. That guy, he's... He is quick this so, year. We talked about how he hated Tony Parker when he was young. Does Popovich just hate point guards? Is he it? must see something in them, and he's like, I just got to disrespect <laughs> them for like five years. Apparently, every Johnson <laughs> loves him so, for some reason. So maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. But Did I'd he say ever what, call Avery Johnson a little fast? Patty Mills is by far the fastest player on the floor. He is just zooming around the court. Especially for being a fat ass. Yeah, and for being a little fat ass last year. He's like a Vinnie Johnson out there. That's a very... <laughs> um, How surprised were you about Vincenity nailing that huge shot from the corner to win the game? Well, one, I, that's the best play that Carlisle's drawn up in his career, probably, because everyone thought so? everyone thought it was either going to Dirk or Monta. And then he threw it to him in the corner. But mm-hmm. the other thing is Vince, I think he traveled on it because okay. he did because uh, he went up for the block, Ginobili did, and then he had to do like a little double pump. I think he, he traveled. I thought he put the ball on the floor. No, he didn't, but he did like a little hop on his left foot, and so I think he traveled, but that was well, a hell of a shot. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think it was a, a wonderfully designed play. I think it was good, well designed, but like. It's not the greatest thing he's ever done because Ginobili was right there. He was right there, but that's true. It's not like it was an open shot. It was it was covered, and Vince made a nice pump fake, possibly a travel. <laughs> but refs don't call it. Doesn't means it wasn't a travel. It's true. And then hit a tough shot. It wasn't an easy shot. He did a tough shot, but because that's not exactly. I a think Carlisle knew he could at least get a shot off in the corner. Mm-hmm. Instead of giving it to Monta. But him. that was like a two-point game, right? Yeah, it was a two-point game. Yep. But uh, that shot, you realize that was the same shot yeah, yeah, yeah. that Vince Carter had in the 2001 playoffs, Game 7. I stopped watching that well then. Oh, so he had a shot. It's it was Raps? It was Raptors versus Sixers to go to the finals. Game 7, mm-hmm. last oh, second done. shot. Mm-hmm. And it was the same exact shot. And he did a double pump. On that one, too, and missed it. For the conference finals? And so, yeah, it was 13 years. No, or yeah, it was conference finals, yeah, to go to the NBA finals. And he missed it 13 (laughs) years ago. And it was the same exact shot. And he said that was the first thing he thought of, even in the timeout when they drew up the play. He's like, I was thinking about that shot I missed 13 years ago. (laughs) He's like, Coach, I've done this before. I'm zero percent, zero for one on this play. So I'm glad that he got the redemption. You know, he's he made it this time. Yeah, but also at the same time, he's a piece of shit. Because for quitting on Toronto, that's the only thing I know about him is when they stopped being good, he basically stopped playing and said, "I want to trade. I'm not going to play anymore." Get me out of here. I think that's disrespectful. I I think you say 
Hey, I'm going to play as hard as I can. I would like you to get something good for me. Hey, no one said he's perfect. No, he went to North Carolina. So there's but that. that Mavericks team, both teams are just full of old All-Stars. <laughs> it's like it's like watching them play. Like You think about Tim Duncan, you get Ginobili, you get, well, Tony Farr's not that old, but he's still around for a long time. I think we need to start time. this NBA retirement league. And then you get Marion, mm-hmm. Carter, Dirk. It's like an old man show out so there. So we started the NBA retirement league. Um, where, where, where should we put it? Because you, you have to have it in one spot because they're not going to want to travel. So I think uh, we have an A-team league. Ten guys per team. Mm. Have it in Vegas. Have it in L.A. or have it in Florida? I'd try it to be in L.A. You think Staples Center or do we go somewhere go else? Go out to Hollywood. Staples Center is going to be double booked during the same season. Although it's going to be hard for Jordan to travel to his Bobcats games. <laughs> well, he might not be in it. We, uh, could have, we could have a guest star every game so like people can pop in for a game or so. Where's Allen Iverson at now? Just have it in his, China? In his backyard. <laughs> 76ers. Was Iverson Swaggy P 1.0? Yeah. And now Swaggy P 2.0? Nick Young? Well, he's just a bad version of Allen Iverson, but... You mean a lesser... You mean a better version of Allen Iverson? Because <laughs> he's better than... K- he's, he's better than Kobe. I don't think... Swaggy P is his own thing. He's Swaggy 1.0. He's just Swaggy. I don't think swaggy. anybody's ever blown up the media like he has the last couple of years. <laughs> Uh, he is my favorite player now. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we turned you on to the. Swaggy I cannot P. get enough of Swaggy P in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna celebrate his next six or seven years that he has left in this league. If if you were a kid right now, and Swaggy P had his own shoe, would you buy it? Oh yeah. Uh, listen, he had his own shoe. The listen, shoe companies. He got his shoes stolen when he got his house robbed for a hundred thousand. Yeah. They also they also nice. stole his swaggies. He said they were retailed for six thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Dookie taking the charge. Um, uh, yeah, no, but I mean, like, yeah, commercial shoe. The swaggy peas. He'd want them to sell for like. I want them to be the most expensive shoe in the store, please. Can we make them two seventy five? If Kobe just retired and then come back next year. And they signed Swaggy P to like a three-year deal. Uh-huh. Somebody then they should just localize like the L.A. area to sell shoes because they would blow up. I buy it. Everyone loves Swaggy in L.A. Swaggy. He's the only thing that saved that team this year from having people not show up for the game. I wanted like those old Shaq shoes that kind of like spelled out Shaq on them. You don't remember those? Spell out Swaggy. Yeah, but Swaggy. <laughs> swaggy on one side, P on the other. I think he should change his name to Swaggy so he can have it on the back Officially, of his shirt. Like yeah. World Meta, yeah, World Peace. Meta World Peace. Oh, that'd be great. I'm down for that. All right, so we'll move on to the uh, most exciting series. Uh, not the greatest basketball, but the most fun to watch. Uh, Portland versus Houston. James Harden been bad all series. Yeah. Wesley Matthews making him his bitch. You know, it's weird. The Rockets have. I don't know what they're doing. They're going to lose this series. They've been running their offense through Dwight, which I think is completely wrong. Well, because he's been destroying. He has been destroying, but he's also it fucks only... everything up. 
he needs to fucking run a pick and roll. I don't know what's wrong with him. He was like the best pick and roll finisher in the league when he was with the Magic. He just doesn't want to do it because it hurts. Dude, he's slow now. After that back surgery, he's slow. He's he still can't, fast enough. He's not very mobile. If you watch Dwight, he's been tearing it up on offense. But Tim Duncan still runs pick and rolls. So you can't tell me he's too slow. But Dwight gets two points a touch. Mm-hmm. When the Rockets are on fire, they get three points a touch through their perimeter players. And that's why Portland's never going to double. I think you got to go perimeter in. You have to pick and roll with him. Because then you get Harden in his normal habitat. He can start shooting threes all the time or getting to the basket and getting fouled. The, the issue is Portland's not following him. Following him. Because they're not putting their, their hands on him. They're just kind of sitting in front and saying, shoot your Jesus. fucking crazy shots. That, what's that? Robin Lopez? Yes. He's just getting his ass reamed by Dwight. Oh, yeah. He's playing no defense at all. No. He's they should really just put awful. a traffic cone. Who is that? Young, Yi Jean Lan, who had that workout tape against a chair? That's basically what Robin <laughs> Lopez is. <laughs> but neither is Dwight. Dwight's not playing any defense. No. He's getting owned. Like... He did have that awesome block last game that they end up losing, but Dwight's awful on defense. I don't know. He just he doesn't look very mobile now after that back surgery. I think he's looked much better this year than last year because last year he looked like the worst player. He just in the he can't help out on the weak side. Like I don't know. He's he just... was almost as bad as Roy Hibbert last year. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, um, you taking Portland? I think I'm taking Portland because Harden can't get his head out of his ass. Well, you know Aldrich is going to go off at least one of these last three games. Also, Portland's head coach is so much better than Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale. Rockets can't guard Aldridge. They don't play defense. He's going to light it up probably the next game. It's over. And there's already a backlash before the backlash is going to happen. Of See, Aldridge shoots mid-range shots, so he shouldn't shoot threes. It's like, no. If you have a guy who can hit 60, 60 to 65% of his shots, no matter where they are, no one cares if he makes those shots. Right. It's the average, the NBA average of shooting like 46% from there, there you are, 44%. Advanced stats are awesome. Aldridge shouldn't be taking all those mid-range. Even though he's awesome at them, step back a foot. Yeah, the thing is, Portland's not... If he played You're not going to get mad when he scores 46 points. Yeah. But he's still, mathematically, he should step his back. His effective and, field goal percentage is still good. The thing is, if he took a step back, it would be, be better. better, yeah. So basically, the only difference is, if he played for Houston, they'd be hit, they'd say, we want you to, instead of practicing these 21-footers, step back a couple feet, start shooting threes. Dude, I, I forgot all about Aldridge. Because all their games are so late. I never watched Portland play. But I knew he had a really good year. And they could make a run through the playoffs. Uh, He's think, so good. I think we Aldridge. both have to forgive the audience for not putting I don't think we put him on our no. first team or second team. They could make a run through the Western Conference if he keeps lighting it up like this. Yeah. Do you, do you think they could get all the way to the finals? Yeah. The Which, way, what if, because what if, like, look, the Grizzlies might knock off the Thunder. Mm-hmm. If the Mavericks knock off the Spurs, Portland could make it to the finals. Yeah, I mean, if those two things happen, that definitely could. I mean, but still, Clippers. You think? Well, we'll get we'll get to the next series first, and then then we can talk about who we who we like for the finals. All right. So we got Oklahoma City and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. I believe the last I saw the Grizzlies were up, but that was a quarter ago, so it could could be. We uh, I think Barry changed our 
TV package, so we no longer have NBA TV. <laughs> Can't watch that game. Can't watch that game. <laughs> We're stuck with the Wizards and the Bulls. Ah, uh, that sucks. So, anyways, um, what what do you think about this series? I think Oklahoma City's looked pretty uh, bad. I think, yeah, they're making me look bad because I said nobody could guard Durant. Mm-hmm. And Tony Allen has just shut his ass down. This <laughs> Tony Allen said, Wes is strange. <laughs> Grit and grime right here. Uh, oh, no. Oh, there goes the bowl season. Gibson's Gibson down. looks like he just broke his ankle. So that's not good. Taj! Get back on defense! Taj, he woo! <laughs> oh, oh, yep. That's that's a bad roll right there. Yeah. So yeah, Tony Allen is doing a very good job on on Durant. Um, and then the other thing is he can play so high on him because if he ever gets in the lane, he's got two two big guys to help him out too. So right. Even though that's not really happening, he's not really getting beat that often. And he's tall enough where Durant can't just kind of do the Dirk high post fadeaway. Although I think he should do it more often in the series. Yeah, the he's... problem is Westbrook's too busy dribbling around in a circle for <laughs> to clear space for Durant. I really think I hate to say this because Westbrook is a top five player probably mm-hmm. in the league, but I think they had to they had to split those two up. Think so? I think they're way more effective when they have Durant by himself. So you mean like he should be there? You're fine with them being on the team together. You just want them playing it. No, times. I think they need to trade him and get another so what can you get quality player. You can get almost anybody in the NBA, probably. You need to get a guy who's more likely to pass before he shoots. What if you get so Russell Westbrook for Rajon Rondo? Would you do straight up? No, not a chance. Maybe what if they could talk the Clippers into trading Chris Paul for no. Westbrook? He's younger. Yeah, but the he's Clippers a... wouldn't do it. Maybe. No, the Clippers wouldn't do it. Chris Paul's better. Plus the guy... Well, he's better today. Maybe not next year or the year after that. No, if we're looking no, long term. No. You got you to gotta do what's best for Blake then, right? Is Blake well, Blake's better getting better. He's, Blake's yeah, actually but is, got moves is he gonna, now. Is he going to do better with Westbrook or is he going to do better with Chris Paul? Well, he doesn't command the ball as much as like Durant should. No, but I don't think he'll get the ball in as good positions with Westbrook playing. The... Yeah, he might not. Westbrook's never had to feed the post to anybody. He gives it to Serge Ibaka 18 feet away. I don't know who they can grab, to be honest. But they need to try something. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why or not what if LeBron it? chooses to leave Miami <laughs> and they do a sign-and-trade? <laughs> LeBron... He's already going to leave, so Miami does a sign-and-trade with the Thunder to send LeBron to Oklahoma City, and they get so Westbrook. So what about Russell Westbrook for Lowry and another player you like for Toronto? He's got to be a superstar. So that's not good enough? You can't get rid of him unless it's a superstar. Not, but so, so what He's got to be a superstar that you can plug into the system that's going to be... A lot better than you want a superstar, Westbrook. but you also want a guy who doesn't want to. Because Westbrook's shots. always shooting; he always gets more shots off than Durant. Yeah, that's a huge problem. So, like, you wouldn't even hit like Mike Conley. We have to get two players, and you have to get like Conley and Zebo. 
<laughs> yeah, they get two guys in return, but they wouldn't be able to afford that. Conley's been awesome this series. I like Conley a lot. Yes, he. I shouldn't have dogged Conley. No, but like, everybody had dogged before our in our preview. They, they've done well. <laughs> no, here's the thing. The thing about Conley is you just you don't think he's as good as Westbrook. That's fine. I didn't think he can handle Westbrook, but he's done a good job. He's good. Yeah, I I forget who it was, but someone was like, "Oh, Conley's." It was when Conley was like twenty five points, fourteen assists, and like two total turnovers, but both turnovers were in the fourth quarter. Like, oh, Conley's been awful this game. It's like, no. <laughs> he had two bad possessions. And one of the turnovers was like, he lost the ball and then like tried to like, he was in, it's when he fell down in the lane or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? He was trying to make something happen when nothing happened. Like nothing That'll happened. happen. Whatever. Yeah. He's had a good series. The whole team's had a good series to even, because they've really shut down the thunder their offense. Yep. They've turned it into their kind of game. Absolutely. Can't deny it. Can't deny it at all. Dude, this Bulls game is awful. 72 to 69 with 120 left. Yeah, I think you I think you won that point spread. Unless they win this game and then go off for 120. Well, they could go into overtime and get up to 90. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my only hope here. But there's no... There's no there's no way we're going to outscore a Wizards victory. With There's been a lot of overtime games. That's Bulls ball! Fuck yeah! There's been a lot of overtime games, you are saying? Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. It's like hockey. Like Maybe the, hockey playoff games overtime. Dude, seriously, hockey is overtime. All yeah. the time. So we can move on to the last series we have. Oh, today. it's my favorite. It's your favorite? We got dubs and clips. God, I love the Dubs. You love the Dubs a lot. Love them. And now I have a built-in excuse for the Clippers not making the, the NBA Finals. Yeah, so I feel good. Sterling's <laughs> fault. It's all Sterling's fault. Like once they hear their their owner's racist, they couldn't deal with it. This series has not gone the way I thought it would go, though, mm-hmm. because Curry and Clay Thompson have not really gone off yet. Thompson had that one good game. Right? Game one, they well, so game one. Curry and Thompson went off in the third quarter and pulled away from mm-hmm. the Clippers. Game two and three, the Clippers really made Curry basically a facilitator. Yeah. They're taking the ball out of his hands. He's averaged like 10 assists a game. Yep. So I applaud Curry for finding his teammates when he needs to. But but game four, Curry found a stride, <laughs> man. Splash five threes in the first quarter. Yeah. Oh boy. So this this is gonna go seven, right? I hope so. I think the I think the Warriors need to win tonight. If they go down three two to the Clippers, then I'm scared for them. But yeah, so well, I'm scared for either. Whoever wins tonight wins the series. So you think so? I think so. So it's back in L.A. Correct. It's back in L.A. So say LA wins, you don't think the Dubs can win at home? And make I do think they uh, they can win at home, but I don't think they're going to win two in a row. I think whoever wins tonight closes it out eventually. Okay. So, but I think it's seven either way. I really. But do. I think yeah, probably. Because I don't think the Clippers technically play play better at home than away. I would be scared if I was Clippers. But we know one thing: Donald Sterling's not going to be there either. Way. He will not be there. <laughs> he will not be there. But yeah, um, you know who will be there? Who? 
Steph's mom. Yeah. Mama Curry. I've been see? looking at a lot of gifs of Steph's mom celebrating some threes. <laughs> Dude, that's what I, all the Duke games, they would show her, like, on average, probably three times a game when Seth played for They know how Duke. to produce a, a basketball game. They know how to produce a basketball game. Dude, she's so awesome. Watch out. She's always celebrating, throwing out high fives. Warriors, do not sign Delonte West. No. (laughs) Bad things are going to happen to Steph Curry if you... Steph's Curry mom will be in danger immediately. (laughs) Absolutely. And it won't be consensual this time. No. LeBron's mom probably was. (laughs) He's going to take one of the guns from... One of the shotguns from his his, uh, motorcycle. You ever hear about that story? Yeah. He had like... Eight guns somehow with him on a motorcycle. Yeah, I'm just impressed hell? that he has that many guns on him. Who it was? Yeah. So DeLong, did he have like a sidecar that was like just a gym bag <laughs> full of guns? <laughs> was he is he part of the Sons of Anarchy, Illinois or Ohio crew? Or what? Cleveland, <laughs> the Cleveland, Cleveland Anarchy, the Cleveland division. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. What a bad seed he was. But he, you know, I really, I really liked him. Oh Jesus! He played above his contract usually. God damn it! Wow, that's gay. Jimmy G did not get buckets. They went for a layup with twenty-two seconds left, I think, and uh, Jimmy Butler had a good look, a simple look, really, and he just boned it. I think the Bulls are back it's, to looking it, for their scoring shooting guard. It's like, uh, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't think Jimmy Buckets is the answer. No, he's a three. He's the substitute for Day. That's all I think. He can make you a corner three. He'll do some backdoor cuts. He can get to the get to the line. But he's not going to score 20 a game. He's going to no. be like 14 a game. He's going to play good defense and yes. contribute. Bye, Captain. So let's talk about Donald Sterling, everyone's favorite racist. Mm. Um, so before this, I had like a bunch of questions because I didn't think Adam Silver was going to come down with the ban for life hammer. Pete Rose is going like, what the fuck? How am, I, how am I banned for life for the same shit as this thing? I'm so impressed with how quick... Silver yeah. brought down the hammer. Absolutely. I thought it was going to take a lot longer than this. He I said he was going to have a resolution before I know, Tuesday. I know he did, but I I did not believe him. No. I thought it was going to be one of those things where, uh, so far in our investigation, we've determined that it's Donald, Donald Sterling. He's going to be suspended indefinitely until we meet with the owners and like have a mm. full discussion about his you know further future with the NBA. Right. But instead he said, no, I'm going to impose a maximum fine of $2.5 million. Yeah. You can't come to anything basketball, professional basketball related in the NBA ever, ever again. Lifetime ban. You should be okay forever. with that because you don't want black people around. Oh, my God. He missed the front end of the free throw and they got the rebound. I think he missed both. Cause you get oh, two. he missed both. Okay. Oh, yeah. They don't have one-on-one in yeah. basketball or NBA. The professor missed both free throws. Oh, how's that not a foul? Jeez. That's the second time Nene's gotten away with some horse shit. Is Derek Rose even on the bench for the playoffs? Yeah, I think he has been. But, like, how's, it, how's that not a foul? He pushed Noah in the back and then tapped it back. It looked like a foul. Yeah. I saw uh, they have, you know those all-star 
or like the starting lineup, like uh, I don't want to call them dolls, but they're like uh, figurines. Uh-huh. Like starting lineup. So the one with Derrick Rose on the box it says leg assembly required. <laughs> Even a starting lineup. Oh my god! Get a goddamn rebound! No way. Bulls just missed two free throw rebounds and lost the game. Wow. Well, that's what happens when you can only score 69 points in one game. Yep. So the ball season's over. That's game. So, anyway, so if you were playing, so say Silver didn't come in. If you were playing for the home game of for the Clippers, what would you do as a player? Would you try to do the same thing they did in Golden State? You know, I don't even. Well, I would not have. Boy, I would not have boycotted it and no. not shown up because. Yes. What's the point in doing that? Then you're just hurting yourself and you're hurting the league. Yes, everyone's like, "Oh, you shouldn't go to the game against." But the playoff tickets are already sold. Right. Yeah, the fans should not boycott either because yeah, yes. you're not going to throw away your two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. Right. Because he's already got the money. Yes. So fuck that! I'm going to the game, Absolutely. and if you don't go to the game, then that means you're hurting your home court advantage, right? By not showing up. So no, I wouldn't done much. Like they didn't even need to turn their jerseys inside out. Who cares? Just play the game because they got news, and that's all they wanted. If they would have played the game like nothing had happened, that would have pissed off anybody more than reacting to it. So here's here's what I would have done as a player. I would have gone on Twitter, have every, all my teammates go on Twitter, and say, if you have a ticket. To game five of the L.A. Clippers Golden State Warrior series, give it to a black person. You could sell for face value. I want every single ticket in in, uh, in the arena to be a black person. So it's Donald Sterling sitting at midcourt, surrounded by forty thousand black people. <laughs> really? I mean, it would never have worked, and he couldn't do it as a player because everyone's like, "Oh, they don't like white people." I was like, no, that's not the point. <laughs> That's why you get. That's why you have JJ Redick on the team, so you could seem non-racist. The only way to respond was the way that Silver did. It's up to Silver and the owners. Yeah, to get as him a out. player, you can't really do anything. Their job is to win the game. Yes, and they fucked up game four and let because mm-hmm. they sh- they came out of the gate wounded and like they weren't into the game and Steph Curry just went off. Yes, they had him locked down the whole series until the start of game four, and that could be trouble now. They did not look into it. The, the beast is awoken. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to come up, is there any equivalent in another sport that this could happen? If there's not a black owner in hockey says, I hate those fucking honkies. Get these <laughs> crackers. Dude, I'm okay with you fucking a cracker, but I don't want you bringing a cracker to a game. Canadians are banned from our sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can't happen in that. Baseball, I guess if like, because if you, there's a white guy saying, "Why'd you have to bring Latin guys? These lazy Mexican Latin guys to my." I guess if you game? if you banned male horses from horse racing, I don't want to see some fucking <laughs> fillies on that racetrack. I need studs only. I don't need to see some dick on that horse. Otherwise, no <laughs> he needs to be ejected. Or only Phillies, and then we can, then we can no longer have the Kentucky Derby because we banned all all males, <laughs> all, all studs, all studs. <laughs> Phillies only. I I like I don't like gay people. 
but two female horses going at it, I'm into that. And the weird thing is, he's he's not even a racist. He's just there's something weird going on with Sterling where he's uh, he was more concerned about the image. Like I think he he's racist. It was weird. Like racist. he's sleeping with a half black chick. Yeah, but she doesn't look black. She looks like Filipina. And she's yeah, she's like half Mexican, half black, right? He's okay with Asians because like it was in Koreatown. The whole thing was like. I don't want to sell to non-Koreans in Koreatown because they may not, may stiff me. So yeah, he is racist, but there's like it's a weird racist. It's yes. not like completely. It's, it's how everyone treated him when he was 21. He's like, if there was a black guy that was angry at him in 21, he's like, oh, I can't deal with those guys and their hip hop music. But I'm not I'm not a huge fan of his woman, although she has some. She's not she's not great looking. She has some nice fake boobs, but that's it. I mean. She looks like she could be a if thoroughbred you, horse. If you own over, a, if you have over, have over a billion dollars, I think you could do better. That's all. That's I'm what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, Michael Jordan's girl is much better looking. I know oh, he's much yeah. younger, but he could do so much better, and he could go with a white girl. There's there's plenty of dumb bitches in L.A. that I'm sure would. Oh God. Would be there's a lot of girls looking for a sugar daddy. Yeah. He can even get his own. I'll put out a wig. You know what? He'll probably get his own spinoff show on MTV now with some white chick sh- sugar daddy. The things. Sterlings of LA. It's yeah. just his family. <laughs> I don't know. But I know that. I don't know what he bought that team for 30 years ago. $12 million in 1980. Was it really? Yeah. But that team's going to sell for about $1.5 billion now. So I think it's going to be a little less. I think it's going to be like just under a billion. I don't think so. Dude, the Timberwolves just sold for 550 Not, right? Or the, the Bucks. Bucks. Sold for 550 550 Yeah. And you think it's going to be under a billion? Yeah. Because they're the second team in L.A. still. Yeah, but that's L.A. That's a huge market, though. They're still, they're still under the Lakers. Well, the Lakers would sell for $2 billion. Mm, I think the South, like, I think the Lakers would be $1.5 billion. That's why I think I think it'd be nine hundred million. Well, I think especially so, after the scandal. I think did you see the Grantland article about owning a owning a team and about what a team's worth these days? Yeah, I mean you're gonna make money. And they were saying uh, like the top tier teams were probably worth two billion, even though Forbes only said they're worth three quarters of a billion. Mm-hmm. They said that they would sell for. Two billion. Well, that's because it's only going up. Like right now, they're worth that much money, but like. But either way, so yeah, so if you only, if you bought him for twelve million, he's gonna make a shitload of money. And there's so, so many people I see online like, oh, how is he gonna profit off of this? I was like, because he's owned the team for thirty million, thirty Man. years. God, you can't say, and you get no money from your investment. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Sell it. Get your money. Like it's already it's already part of his like total worth right right now is owning the Clippers. And dude, with the ownership that the Lakers have right now, yeah, with that fucking bus son. Dude, they could they could take over the LA. Dolan of the West. You know they're gonna own LA for at least another five years with that dipshit running the team. Mm-hmm. So, dude, they got a chance, man. If they can pull out a couple titles in the next five years, they could take over LA. Yeah, that's why I don't understand about uh, Jalen Rose because he's like, you know who the teams that win: Pat Riley, Los Angeles Lakers, Boston Celtics. Phil Jackson, Chicago Bulls. Like, no, they had good people. L.A. The, the Lakers aren't the same team as they were 
with Pat Riley and Mitch Kupchak and right. Phil Jackson and all that. Yeah. That's so scary. That's, so, uh, I think we're going to make this a recurring topic, but just for this, what would Swaggy P do if he played for the Clippers <laughs> at this moment? I feel like he would release a series of Instagrams. It would he would do it in like twenty second segments of a full speech that ended up being an hour long. So he'd just be keep recording, keep recording, keep recording, and then I'll have his hype man Gilbert Arenas behind him jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's there's a great chance that Swaggy P would make a huge scene out of this, which he probably would, or. There's another chance that he might just be so focused on Iggy Azalea's ass, doesn't even doesn't even think about this, and just starts talking about his girlfriend and what he's going to do to her ass later that night. Now, will he release a sex tape putting a Donald Sterling mask over Iggy Azalea <laughs> and say, this is what I want to do to you, Donald Sterling? Dude, actually, that's that should be a prop bet in Vegas if, if Swaggy <laughs> puts out a sex tape. Dude, the way he's about this Iggy chick, they're I, dude. Seriously, we should put our own bet, prop bet. I think you're right. Within the next year, sex tape, swaggy, S- swaggy sex, swaggy tape. sex tape. <laughs> and then, so the only thing, if he's not swaggy enough in his pee, people are gonna be like, we don't, you don't deserve the nickname. I guess, that pee ain't so swaggy. I don't think I doubt swaggy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Iggy Azalea is, I just, I think I've seen pictures of her before, but we were just looking at them before. She's probably got the biggest white girl ass I've ever seen. The biggest white girl ass. It's a, for it's For her figure. Yes, absolutely. She's a skinny chick, and then she has. All of a sudden, it just comes out. She has the fattest ass yeah. ever. And so we all, me and Wes encourage you to look up uh, a TMZ video of Swaggy P exiting a club. Talking about what he's going to do to his girlfriend. The day after the season yes. ended. Yes. And uh, so it starts out and they go, the TMZ guy asks Swaggy, he goes, he goes, Most a lot of people from L.A. think that Pau Gasol should have addressed the crowd on the last night at home. And, and Swaggy's like, I'm the best player. I'm the star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the star, baby. And then they get into it's the... It's true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, he saved that. I mean, they need to sign him for one more year, right? Oh, God, I hope so. Or do you think... No one's going to sign him for a long-term contract, right? Well, the, only, the problem is they only signed him... So <laughs> they signed him for a million dollars. Yes. And then they had a player option. And he had an option for like $1.5 million this year. No, well, he's not accepting that. He's going to get more. And, uh, and so they asked, uh, they asked Swaggy to like... Because so, he had a meeting with the ownership, the Lakers, and... He's like, they're like, what did he, what they say? And he goes, oh, they wanted me to, they wanted me, to, they said it'd be my best interest to just sign the player right. option. <laughs> he goes, and then he's like, and then they're like, no, and he's like, I'm gonna reject that. And then they're like, what else did they say? They're like, oh, he said they're gonna sign me for like a million dollars or hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think Swaggy P loves L.A. I think he wants to stay. In That's where LA. he's from. He loves yeah. L.A. So I think he will stay. But he's it, living it up. It's he, gonna, he's perfect. He's a perfect attitude for a bad L.A. team. It's going to cost him about five million a year, though, at least to I keep think, him. I mean, he's worth like three mil, right? Today, this year he was worth like ten million. No, he's the only no. Thing, only thing that no. kept them afloat. No, 
Dude, it was it was the whole entertainment for L.A. this year, other than yeah, the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, just compared to other, other, putting other people, players could have done the same. Like Putting thing. people in the seats is what Swaggy did this year. Frank Vogel's never said that Swaggy P, there's no guarding Swaggy P. Hey, he said that about Kyle Corbett. If a Sheik's getting paid like $15 million, Swaggy's Well, Sheik shouldn't be, pay, be paid that much. Swaggy's worth five. Uh-huh. Well, let me just go through a couple of... The week of Swaggy this last week. The week, the week this of, this week in Swaggy. This week in Swaggy. If there's any uh, musical people out there, if you'd like to send in some jingles about this week in Swaggy, <laughs> we would welcome them. So, <laughs> so let's start out. Swaggy got to ride around the Zamboni at the LA Kings game. Excellent. And turned around their series. Apparently. Yes. So they went down three nothing. Swaggy P in the Zamboni. Three in a row. Three three. Kings can come back, win that series. The next day, Swaggy throws out the first pitch at the Dodgers game. Mm-hmm. Airmails it 15 feet over the catcher's head. <laughs> hey, he was looking for a basket. He saw the net behind the behind the catcher, and he's like, "I do nothing but net." So that's what he aimed for. I, I don't know what the issue. I don't, is. He had to be aimed. I mean, it's Swaggy. Do we know if the Dodgers have lost since this moment? Because they could go undefeated the rest of the year. Rip off another 45 game win streak. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think it might be the next day or a couple days later, he tells E online that he's better than Kobe Bryant. <laughs> he said, "I can't. You can't guard me right now," which is true. I mean, you, can't you guard, cannot guard, you guard him. him. <laughs> he is actually not able to be guarded because he cannot find a basketball court. And then yesterday, mm-hmm. Iggy Azalea met his parents, so things are getting super serious. Do you know now. how that went? Did it go well? Well. I don't know. I know that. Did he did he tell his parents what he's going to do that ass later? Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure they've <laughs> seen it. But apparently, that same day that somebody put out an article saying that Iggy was a lesbian, and then she had to make a statement saying, "I don't want to kiss girls." So, are they are they calling Swaggy P a gay man, and then she's his beard? Dude, there's nothing gay about Swaggy. Right? I I agree, but. That that seems to be assumption if you think Iggy Azalea would be a lesbian. She'd at least have to be bi <laughs> bisexual. That's that's a great thing. And that's in. that's the week of this, swaggy. This week in swaggy <laughs> P. <laughs> Alright. Um we'll be talking about what we're drinking. I'm doing a NorCal margarita. It is a very girly drink. It's just one whole lime. Uh, two shots of tequila and some soda water, and it's delicious. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I can't taste the tequila, and I'm drinking very poor tequila, so that's good. Yeah. Hey, if it masks that shit, yeah, you're good. And I Wes, got a little revolution antihero yeah. today. Yeah, delicious. It's going down smooth. All right. So we're gonna. We're going to cover the Kentucky Derby on Friday in more in depth, but we're just going to go over some quick terms and just, you know, general guidelines what Wes looks into when he's trying to find the horse to bet on. So, uh, I could, I grew up uh, down the street from a racing track. We'd go once a year, nothing big. 
But like probably once a year we would go on Father's Day or another big day. It's a nice track too, yeah, Arlington, nice. Arlington Park. It's part of the Churchill Downs. Yeah, it's part of the family. Now. Yeah. Before it wasn't, and then it got shut down for several years because we wouldn't let them have uh, slots. Mm. And then, uh, then they came back with the Churchill Downs people. When it was down, like it was always used like for anyone wanting any Chicago team wanting to move that or get money for their stadium, like. Well, we could go to Arlington Heights and build our stadium there. Right. So. So yeah. So I I know my way around betting. Uh, I always do super factors and trifectas, even though they never hit. It's always fun to report. Well, the good thing about it is you only need to hit one because they pay out. Yes. So high. So. And you always box because always box. If you don't box, you're a, you're a crazy person. Because although I don't box most of the time. Really, I do you don't crazy box. shit. But I'll save it for Friday. I do crazy stuff. I mean, you should box. Like if you have, if you have three horses, you should box. Especially if you don't know what's going on. Box. The thing three. is, if you don't want if you don't want to put a twelve dollar bet on down, then you don't box. Like, if but you I always put do because I I usually do fifty like fifty cent superfectas or. But if there's so like the weird thing like if there's a favorite horse that you think's gonna win like if you're. Yes, you positive he's gonna win. Then you want to key that horse, right? And you can make he's first, and then and then can... if you think there's a second bet, because sometimes like I look at it, and I'll go, this horse is gonna win the race. This horse is gonna come in second, and then I'll key both of those horses in for first, second, and then you can pick a couple, and then I'll put like six horses for third, and that's then but that's a good way to lose a lot of money too because I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a, that's a lot of bets. So basically, but what, it's different what kind of betting boxing though. or whatever. It's basically you're doing every possible scenario, right? Yeah, every scenario, yeah, yeah, and you got to pay for every scenario too. So that's right. Where... So like, if you put a fifty cent superfect or tri- superfect box or whatever, it ends up being like four sixty or some weird amount. So fifty cent? No, it's more than that. So there's twenty six for a superfecta. There's Twenty four combinations, so it'd be twelve dollars for a fifty cent super. Yeah, they can you can do ten cent super. Ten cent super. That's two forty, and, and it's fifty cent trifecta bucks. Well, you can do fifty cent super too. I yeah, do a I mean, dollar do, trifecta. You, oh, so it's three dollars for a fifty cent trifecta. Yeah. So basically, you need to end up with your single bet supposedly to be over two dollars. That's like all they accept. So you can't go. I want this horse to win for fifty cents. It has to be a two dollar minimum. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think every track has their own minimum. Right, and that's starting tonight. And so, yeah, like I'm sure at the Derby, it's probably like a five dollar min for any bet. For the Derby? No, at like at oh, the actual at the, place. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you usually uh, look for in your horses, in your mares, in your fillies? Well, this is usually well. This is what I like. So. I'll look at, I like to look at their racing styles. Okay. So for the Derby, you have 20 horses, and all of these horses have their own little style. So a lot of them are front runners. They so like pressers. to be. Pressers? Well, no, front runners are the ones that like to be in first place the whole way. The whole way, okay. Then you have the pressers who like to sit back in second or third yeah. and just drift off of like the, the mm-hmm. guy in front of them. And then you got the ones that sit in the middle of the pack. And the ones I love are closers. Closers, because I always bet on closers because oh, it's God. so much fun to see them. Like they're in the back of four horses, way in the back, and all of a sudden you see them running up, and you're like, "Yeah, get it." Well, the problem is Kentucky Derby has too many horses, so like there's like it's there's hard. A group, there's a group of six yeah. in the way back, and then there's a group of four, and then there's like the guys in the lead. Right, right. So it's it's hard if you get stuck back there. 
at the Derby, then you could be a long ways away right. from first if you're way in the back. So I look at that, but I still love the closers. Um, but the front runners are the pre- the pressers are the ones who I think have the best shot because front runners usually run themselves out of the race. Yeah, and the pressers are there primed to pick up the. So do you depending do you change depending on the race length? Like, do you bet on all Triple Crown horse races, or are you just mostly Kentucky Derby guy? Well, Derby's my, the best one, but okay. I also bet on the other ones too, just because these are the ones that the Derby pays out the most. So if you hit the trifecta, and you get a long shot that. One of the, one is of the three is the long shot. So, like, the year that Animal, I think it was Animal Kingdom, he was an 80-1 to one and just ran off with the Derby. That trifecta paid out, like, $50,000. Yeah. So that's what you had to, like, you had to try to find those stupid horses that are going to bring their A game and, and run off with the race. And you can win big money on the Derby because there's 20 horses. So. And he won, and then he won the next race, right? Is that... Yeah, and then he won the next one, and then he, he ended up losing the Triple What's Crown. What's the order? Because I'm terrible. It's it goes Derby, Derby Preakness. Preakness, and then the Belmont Stakes. And the Belmont's the last, right? Yeah. It's on Switch. The Belmont's the, the, it's the farthest one. But uh, the Derby's fun, man. You can win a lot of money. But uh, all these horses are pretty young. They're only three-year-olds. So right. Some of them have never raced before. Or, well, they've only raced once or twice. They've done tune-up races, but not yeah. really. Some of them have raced, they've raced anywhere between like two or three to like eight races, probably at the most in their career. So you don't really know how they're going to act on the course. Here's a weird thing about horse racing. So Kentucky Dirt, the Triple Crown is the biggest portion of the horse racing event, right? The Derby is the biggest portion. And then you have the other other two legs of the Triple Crown. But then there's like a horse like... I think it was Cigar or whatever, who was like, what, 50 and 0? Like, they won their first 50 races, but never raced like the Derby or anything like that. Oh, I never heard about this. He, I only know about it because he ran like the record breaker at Arlington Park. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he just never lost. He was probably like a low stakes racer, just never lost. Something like that. He must have been. But I mean, 50 and 0, or I think it was 50. That's still impressive. That's yeah. crazy. The most impressive horse. Obviously, you have to look at the all-time grades, but my favorite horse since she raced when I was we're not been talking, into it. We're not talking Secretaria, right? Cause no, Secretaria is obviously the all-time before grade. Before we were born, yeah. But uh, now I'm talking about Zenyatta, who raced yeah. most of her career when I was betting on horses. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. She's a closer. Yeah. And I would I would tell anybody to watch the YouTube video of all 20 of her races. She was 19-0. and 0, and she went for her last race. They said they were going to retire her for the 20-0. She lost by a neck, and she fucking closed out. It was the it like, was the jockey's fault. He like kicked how, her in too late. Yeah, so like how far how far was, was it, like six horse, horse lengths or longer? Like something? Dude, she would what win. The when they got to the stretch, she would be like 20 horse lengths away, and she would win every race, like. It's the most exciting YouTube clip you ever watch. Just watching her win every race. Like some of them, they'll range from like distances, but there were some where, where There's she. There's a lot of swaggy. Pink it looked like she could never YouTube come that back. That might be more exciting. No, 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 no. If you like horse racing, watch yeah. this Zinata clip because it's it's fun. She was a hell of a horse, but yeah. And her son or her first colt, he will be able to race next year in the Derby. He'll be qualified. Is that the one you? Uh... You were excited to try to bet on, but 
Was yeah. it part of it? Yeah, he's on it this year. Its name's Cosmic One. Is he also a... Uh... He's never raced yet. He's two-year-old now. Right. So he, he'll be three so next year. So you don't know year. if he's a closer? If don't a, know. If he's a... If he's a but, front runner, you're not going to like him. But they breed... The way they bred, he should be a closer. I always like when they take a little bit from their their parents and, and combine their names. That's my favorite type of horse name. Like I don't like that he's cosmic one or whatever. That's not like Zen Yada. Like I want Zen something. Yeah, it's nothing like his parents' names, but Yeah. Do you know do you know who the I'm other, gonna, other it, uh parentage of his was? Oh god. I can't think of it. I've read it, but that's yeah, alright. He's gonna be a stud though, I can tell you that much. His his mom was a beast. <laughs> so like Shamika Holslaw's kid or um oh why can't I think of her name? WNBA player married Sheldon Oh It's a chick that played for Naperville. Candace yeah. Parker. Candace Parker, is their kid gonna be awesome? God, she could have picked a better husband than Sheldon Williams. <laughs> right? You're the Donald Sterling <laughs> of WMA players. Right? She's cute too. I think she's pretty good. Yeah, looking. she's sexy for a six-five chick. Yeah. Sheldon Williams is the ugliest person ever. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at Blake Griffin right now. I think that might have been who Shaq was impersonating on his <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> he just thought that was, that was Sheldon. Oh, Sheldon's like, oh god damn, my bad. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, real quick, I'm gonna cover the World Cup. Uh, we're going to do group by group. We have to do two this week, and I think we're good for a week going on every time. Okay. And then uh, we should be cover all the teams by the time we get to the actual World Cup. Uh, group A always has the host. Brazil uh, is hosting this year. Um, I'll go, go over what I'm going to do. Basically, I'm going to try to give you the team name and then give you the nickname. All of these national teams have fun nicknames, and uh, you'll see okay. going forward. Some of them suck, like uh, Mexico is called El Tree. That's not a fun nickname because <laughs> they're a tricolor flag. El Tree? Yeah, it's El Tree. Uh, so that's not fun, but there's some other fun nicknames. So Brazil's been known as the Silla Cow or the Selection, basically in Portuguese, and also the Little Canaries, and then like... Uh, the women are like the little canaritas or whatever. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, fun fact, every host of the World Cup has gotten out of the group stage. There's there's eight groups and um, there's eight groups and two people out of each group qualify. So it's 32 teams overall. Okay. And then they go to um, around, the six, around the 16, 8, 4, 2. Okay. So you play round robin in, in your group, and then it's just a playoff after that. So Brazil uh, should win this group. Uh, they're the, easily the best team. I think they have the best four players in the group, probably Neymar, Oscar Ramirez, and David Luiz are my favorite players from Brazil, and they're probably the best four players in the group overall. So they should win every Jesus. every game. Um, what are, the, are these... Numbers you have here, odds to win the group? So those numbers are like the FIFA rankings as of April 28th, I think. Okay, okay. All right. So next, Brazil right now is number six. Now, that's probably deflated because, so they didn't have to qualify. So 
each team has to qualify in their um, specific region group. So USA is in CONCACAF with like Mexico, Canada, and then like all the Caribbean and Central American nations. Uh, Brazil's in Common Bowl with all the South American countries. Okay. So they didn't actually have to qualify, so they didn't, weren't in the qualifying group. So they have less meaningful games, which the FIFA ranking kind of just drops them automatically for having less. Okay. The FIFA ranking is terrible. It's a terrible system. The U.S. are probably too high in it, and then Croatia and Mexico are also probably too high. Um, so the only issue is uh, Brazil's kind of young. Um, they have guys who can be rattled. So they're kind of like guys, like if you're LeBron and start messing with this, his headband, that they can start getting messed up. The issue is, like LeBron, they're so talented, it usually doesn't matter, and they're going to dominate. Okay. They've, they're historically the best team in the world. They have the most World Cups, stuff like that. Um, they're fun to watch. Neymar's a lot of fun to watch. He's on Barcelona. He had the highest transfer fee of all time. Um, soccer's a little different from other sports. So there's no salary cap in any league besides the MLS. Uh, <laughs> so you basically had to pay the other team to negotiate a contract with the player they currently have under contract. So Barcelona paid uh, the Brazilian team like $60 million just to negotiate with Neymar. What? Yes. Jesus. And then they, they're paying him like... Oh, God. $40,000 a week or something crazy. Curry just drilled a three. Yep. That's game. <laughs> so they're going to be really good. Um, oh. Their formation is usually a 4-4-2, but I don't see it. Um, and so my prediction, they're going to win this group. And I think eventually they'll be in the semifinals or finals. Um, I don't love this group of players, even though they're really talented and probably the p- most talented team. So only together. only one team comes out of each group. Two. Right? Oh, so two come out. Okay. Yes. So Brazil comes out. Yes. Pretty easily. And so then the other team I have picked out. Yeah, I think Brazil. So they play three games, get three points for a win, one point for a tie. Okay. I think Brazil's going to win all three games and get nine points and out of the group. Okay. So the other two teams are Croatia and Mexico are probably going to be battling for the second spot. So basically what happens, A and B, groups A and B are going to face each other. Group B is actually the face uh, group of death, and we'll talk about them on Friday. They have three very good teams. Um, so basically, whoever, they have a, Brazil has a really tough route to the World Cup for being the host, and usually they give them a little easier. Like South Africa qualified, even though they're not very good. USA qualified in 94 when they weren't very good. So it, it seems like it's, Corrupt, but it just happened. So um, whoever wins this game between Croatia and Mexico, yes. So I think whoever so. wins the head-to-head wins. So the here's second. Here's the thing, and I'll I'll go through eventually. So Croatia and Mexico hit, didn't qualify out of their group. So Croatia's in UEFA, which is all the European teams, and they get the most teams. They also have the most countries, so it makes sense. But so if you only qualify at a certain level. Um, you had to play off versus another, like another country. So Mexico had to play off because they finished third in Concacaf, um, with Costa Rica and the U.S. Fit, finishing one two in Concacaf. Um, so they had to play New Zealand 
and if they lost to New Zealand in two legs, they they wouldn't have made it. So they had to play off, to, and they played mm-hmm. off in New Zealand and got in, and Croatia had to play off versus Iceland to get in. New Zealand and Iceland are not nearly as good as these two teams, so they should have won. So it ended up like it, sh- it should okay. have. Iceland was the great story because like, they haven't made a World Cup. Um, so Croatia has a great name, the Fiery Ones, or the Checkered Ones. They have red and white checkered uniforms, okay. so that's why they're... The Fiery Ones, ones huh? Yes. Well, I like that. So they're ranked number 20 and Mexico number 19. Um, Modric it's... is the best player not on Brazil in this group, I think. And he's in Croatia? He's he's on Croatia. Jelovic, um, I think, is going to be the most important guy for Croatia. So, uh, Modric is a holding center midfielder, so he can control the game. He's like a pass-first point guard who doesn't like dominate the game by scoring, but kind of changes the rotation of the defense, so they're in good shape moving forward. He'll control the ball. He won't turn the ball over, stuff like that. Jelovic is their offensive playmaker to thing, make things actually happen. He makes invisive cuts. He plays for Everton right now, my favorite team in the EPL. Um, and the big thing with Croatia is Mario Mandzukic uh, <laughs> got a red card in their final game for basically spiking another dude near, right near his nuts. He got him at the quad, so he oh. got a red card. So he suspended for at least the first game. Someone rumored second game, but all I saw online was the first game. So he's going to be out for the Brazil game. So if they get crushed in the Brazil game, it's going to hurt the tiebreaker. So it goes points, head-to-head, then goal differential. Oh, okay. So that so if Croatia and Mexico both beat Cameroon, both lose to Mexico. So it goes tie. points, head-to-head. So if, they, if Croatia and Mexico are 2-2 and... Oh, so, okay. So you could tie. Tie's one point. So like... Croatia and Mexico both get a win over Cameroon and both lose to Brazil. So that means one of them have to beat Brazil to so tie the tie points. No, no, no. So, so Croatia is going to get three points for beating Cameroon. Mexico is going to get three points for beating Cameroon. Okay. Then neither of them are going to gain a point against Brazil. They're both going to lose. Right. So if they tie, it's going to be oh. who beat who by more. Oh, okay, okay. And then after that, I think it's goal. Goal scored and then goals allowed. Okay, I, I see. Think. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right. So it should all get cleared up after three. And so, like, I have to look at the schedule. So I think they might play each other in the last game. That'd but be if fun. but if Mexico plays Cameroon the last game or Croatia, you could see them. Even though they're up two nothing, they could be putting weight so so many guys forward because they have to. Score as fast as like score more goals to make up the goal differential. Croatia, Croatia, or, or I don't know which one plays last. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the thing is, so what they do is they actually play the last game of the round robin at the same time, so nobody can like slow roll it. Okay. So I actually have Croatia being second in the group. Um, they play a four-five-one or a four-four-one-one, which is four defenders. Four midfielders and two forwards. Um, I or four. The first number is defenders. Second number is midfielders, and then it gets confusing because there's withdrawn forwards and all the way forwards, or or just midfielders. It depends how they want to play that individual game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that that that's a more conventional lineup. The four four two with a forward who plays more defense than usual. Okay. Um, so I think I think e- either Croatia or Mexico they're going to lose once they get to the playoff round anyway, because they'll be playing a really strong team that's better than them either way. So what's Mexico's nickname? El Tree. Oh, it's El Tree. Okay. Yes, they're El Tree. Um, they have a new coach. They were terrible during qualifying. They scored like two games at home over eight games. Yeah, I'm going to go with El Tree for number okay. two. Yep. So they have players I hate. So I know this team better than anybody, so I can go on forever, but I, I, I'll i try not to. Um, Chicharito is probably their best player. Javier Hernandez he plays uh, in the EPL for Man United. Uh, he's a goal scorer, but he's... He doesn't take men on on his own, but he knows how to finish once he gets around the bas- or around the net. Um, I think they need to bring Guardado uh, as part of their selection uh, for for their twenty three men squad. Um, I don't think they have anyone better, but he's not in form right now, so it understands why they wouldn't. Um, they have a really good player named Carlos Vela, who a previous coach snubbed and said, "I don't want you on my team." And now he's refusing to come back and play for the team overall. Oh, boy. Um, an important player is Carlos Pena. Um, I think he's their best um, incisive outside midfielder. Um, he can really cause trouble for other teams. Um, he's the only really offensive playmaker I see besides uh, Dos Santos and Guardado on their team. Uh, they play a, a more peculiar 3-5-2, which is three defenders and then five midfielders and two forwards. Um, and that's because they don't have good defenders overall, so I put another bet. It's the way to get their 11 best guys on the field. Okay. Um, I think the third in, third in the group, it's possible it's by tiebreaker that they go underneath. Um, the big issue I haven't talked about, and a lot of other people are talking about, so it's it's tropical weather. And the only team that's not used to that is Croatia, because they're from Europe. So it's Brazil. It's their home country, and they should be used to it. It's Mexico. It's a similar climate. Right. Um, it's more dry, though, and people aren't talking about enough about the humidity. There's only a few places in Mexico that are that humid, comparatively. Um, and then there's Cameroon, which has a very similar climate to Brazil. So like that's a big thing, and why people pick Mexico over Croatia in this group. So, it's a really close pick. Um, I was going to reach out to a friend who's a big Mexico fan, but I didn't, so it didn't fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the fourth team, the team I picked last in the group and might end up with no points, um, has my favorite nickname of the group. They're called the Indomitable Lions. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, wow. They bust on the scene in 1990 in Italy. They, had, they got out of the group there. Uh, 94, they had a great run as well, and they got out of the group there. And since, they haven't been that strong. Um, they have a world-class striker in Eto, but he's getting pretty old. Um, also, so the Cameroon Football Association uh, got mad at him because he was talking shit about how they run things. So they kicked <laughs> him out for a while, and then eventually <laughs> the the president... And, like, the head politicians came in and said, no, we can't have this. You're bringing him on the team. Like, you can't kick him off our team. But um, 
they're not going to be great. They have a good. They have a pretty good defense. They're unorganized, but they're strong and each individually are fine. They just don't communicate well. Um, Eto can still finish, but he doesn't have the speed that he used to. Like he's played for Barca and 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 Chelsea and and top clubs all over the world, but he's just not the same player anymore. He's he's in his thirties, so just that's how it happens. Yep. Um, Alex Song is really important for him. Um, but I think a success for them if they get one result. So just tying one of Mexico or Croatia is a big. And basically, I have them label it as a spoiler. Um, they basically can ruin another team's chances right, to get in. Right. So if they tie Mexico, Mexico is kind of screwed. They only have one point going into that Croatia game. Yep. So then Croatia can play for the tie and park the bus. So that's just a preview. We'll go over the group of death next week. Um, and I can tell you that's Spain, Netherlands, Chile, and then the whipping boy of that that group is Australia. Um, Spain and Netherlands are always good. Chile had an amazing campaign in Common Bowl where they lost like one game out of like twelve. So that'll be next on Friday. Um, so I think on Friday we talked about well. We'll do full Kentucky Derby. I know you're in the middle of your research for that. Yes. Um, I just said the World Cup. And I think uh, we'll do some Johnny Manziel news. Mm. Uh, or just general NFL draft stuff. Johnny football. But Johnny football is the most fun thing to talk about. Nobody else is as fun as Johnny football. That's all worried about. Where's Johnny going? Where's Johnny football going? He, what? What's the latest news that he thinks Dallas is trying to uh, trying to make moves to get him? God, I don't know. I think every GM was like racking the brain over did this you, one. Did you see Tony Romo was chewing on the yeah the I saw that. Side? I'm sure they're happy about that. Like he's got well, like a I nice guess, solo cup. Like no one's gonna know what he's doing when he's just spitting into the. Cup I know by the time he gets cancer, he's gonna be out of the league anyway. So why do they care? Eh, it happens all the time in MLB. You're fine. All right. So this has been Drunk Sports. I don't have a tagline. See ya. See ya.